Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Brooke Harvey released the wonderful single Southern Sky last year and she now has a new single, Little Bird, ahead of the release of her album in May. So we're going to talk about that. Hi, Brooke. Hi. Great to meet you. And I so love listening to your songs. You have this wonderful, emotional, impressive sound. Um, So I'm going to start with Southern Sky, even though that was last year's single. It's such a powerful song. What is the story behind it? I had this idea about um, finding bones and bringing someone back home, and I guess it was from the perspective of um, a soldier that had been lost um, in the battlefield. And so, yeah, it it kind of just wrote itself very quickly and um, from thin air, really, and, and that's how the song came to be. Do you tend to collect ideas for songs when they pop up so you just note them somewhere and then go back to them if you think if you're still thinking about them? Yeah, definitely. And a lot of the time though, if they're they're really they don't leave me, they kind of just bother me until I write them. So <laughs> <laughs> when did you write your first songs? Uh you mean like big end songwriting? First or? ever, like yes, yeah, first ever songs. First ever. Yeah. yeah, look, from quite a young age, I started playing guitar around the age of eight. Um, and probably around that time I started to, um, you know, tinker with writing songs and, you know, I often giggle because they they were very, uh, you know, probably about boys and, you know, that kitty kind of stuff. And, yeah, I'd probably cringe to uh, think what some of them were about now. But, yeah, from a quite a young age. So you said you learnt guitar from eight. Was that because you wanted to or because your parents thought it was a good idea? Well, my stepdad played guitar and, um, yeah, I just took an interest in it and, um, yeah, that was it. I, I did lessons for maybe a month, but I found the the uh, reading music and I really I shouldn't say this, but it really bored me and I found it really frustrating. So I just, you know, like most guitarists, probably uh, three chords and you're away. So that, that was enough for me. So what, uh, at that age, obviously you're playing cover songs and thinking, well, you were writing some songs, but no doubt you were covering other people's songs because that's what happens um, when you're learning the instrument. So which songs did you like to play when you were young? Gee, it was really varied. Um, I loved a lot of the country classics, you know, Patsy Cline was one of the ones I used to listen to as a young girl, play a little bit of Patsy Cline and, um, you know, Lucinda Williams, Mary Chapin Carpenter. Uh, but obviously, you know, whatever was on the radio and was cool at the time, you know, going to school, I would have been learning the covers of the time. Right. Um, yeah. So did you learn to sing so that you could play and sing at the same time? I think it's just something that evolved naturally. I think I just, I always loved to sing. I actually used to sing before I could play guitar. So okay. uh, my mom and my stepdad, you know, would tell me that uh, as a young girl, you know, we used to live quite away from the city. Um, we were in the country at the time and I'd often just sing on the car trips, you know, to pass the time. And um, and that's where it really started, I think. I always loved to sing from a very, very young age. And then, yeah, as, as I got around the age of eight, picked up the guitar, so it was kind of wonderful because I could do both then. Yeah. So just back to your songwriting, um, do you usually write songs on your own? 
yeah, I definitely, I'm not a co-writer. I've tried it. I, you know, I'm happy to get in there. I've had, um, you know, a great girlfriend of mine come up and we had some fun doing some co-writing, but I'm I'm just much too self-conscious for it. And I find it just so personal and so private. So for me, it's really strange. And I feel, I find it really forced if I'm trying to co-write and I'm coming up with an idea. It's not really how I write at all you know it just kind of has to float in the idea and I go oh yeah I'd like to write about that so yeah I don't think I'd make a a great co-writer <laughs> it's also good to know your own nature because because as you said you know if you find it a forced situation to co-write some people might try to push through that and then not end up with a song they like that's exactly right yeah yeah it just feels so forced to me but you know like some people are wonderful at it and they come up with some great songs so one of my favorite songwriters Laurie McKenna um absolute you know when I came across her I just fell in love and you know she's a wonderful co-writer but just obviously writes stuff for herself too and personally I, I love her her versions of the songs more than the people that that release them but um yeah it's definitely not um, something that I made out for. <laughs> <laughs> so what inspires you as a writer? Is it um, mainly your know, things around you or do you tend to look within for inspiration? Yeah, a little bit of both really. So yeah, sometimes I might, you know, hear something or see something that, you know, really uh, gives me a little bit of a, an idea. Um, and you know, other times it's definitely something that's really personal to me. Uh, just a recent song I've written, it's not on the album, but it'll be on my next one for sure. I wrote a song and I had an idea about, um, you know, writing a song from the perspective of the daughter. This is getting a little bit, you know, it sounds like one of these country tales, but, you know, um, you know, the, the iconic song um, Jolene with Dolly Parton. So I wrote it as the perspective of the daughter of the man who cheated with Jolene so um prettiest girl in town is the song so you know it can be such a crazy idea like that and um yeah it's fun to run with those yeah that's a great idea now that you're saying it's like I want to hear that story and but you said it's not on the album you're gonna have to save it for another album (laughs) oh yeah I'm already I'm already doing that I've already started so it's you know I'm totally ready to move on to the next chapter typical you know probably typical songwriter but I'm just like yeah I'm done here you know, I'm ready to move on to the new songs. Funnily enough, actually, I had a, a question that said, are you looking ahead to the, as you look ahead to the release of the album, does it feel like tying off a chapter or the start of something new? So there you go. I don't even have to ask it. You've actually answered it. It's the end of a chapter. Absolutely. And just with the way, you know, life has been, I don't need to go into it. The last, you know, three years on planet Earth um, have been crazy and you know, I had a couple of babies making my this album home um, <laughs> and the guy I was producing it with, Mick McCartan, great mate, um, you know, he ro- relocated from the Central Coast to Noosa Hinterland. So there was all of that. So I actually literally packed up my kids in a camper van and we travelled up to Mick's new studio. And, you know, I laugh when I think back because, you know, I was tracking vocals at 2am in the morning and my husband would be ringing me from the camper van going, you know, such and such is awake. Um, you're going to have to come back to the camper van because, you know, they cry without me. They were so little. So, um, you know, it was, it was actually made it so fun. But when I look back, I'm, it was really big and I'm ready to, um, you know, see it come home. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Were you also trying to navigate border closures? Because if he'd moved to Queensland. uh... Actually, no, I was so lucky. I just finished the album, literally January uh 2019 
couldn't believe it. So I had it all recorded, ready to go. And then obviously, you know, there was no point bringing out an album in 2000, late 2019, 2020. I just thought, you know, I've worked this hard. I've, you know, been slogging away at this and yeah. there's no point bringing something out I can't, um, you know, go and promote or play a gig or so. Right. I didn't realise it was that long. I knew you'd had some delays due to the pandemic, but I didn't realise you actually had finished the album four years ago. Yeah, pretty well, you know. Um, it was pretty well ready to look. You know, there was probably within that 2019, obviously it was getting, you know, mixed down, mastered. But 2020, it would have been ready to go. So I'm really, as you can hear from that, I'm ready to set this out into the world. And I've almost, I, you know, I've got another album ready to, uh, ready to go. But it's, you know, it's lovely to uh, finally get there across the finish line. Yeah. As you perform songs from this album, though, are you rediscovering some things about them? Because it has been a while since you recorded them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, I still love playing them as much as I ever did. I really, I really do still love playing all of the songs and, um, yeah, you know, they're still really special. Yeah. Now the new song is Little Bird. What was the inspiration for that? I wrote Little Bird. As I said, you know, this album's been bubbling along for a really long time and Little Bird was a song I wrote many years ago. I've written them over many years and, you know, life obviously just happens and I was kind of plugging away, doing it in between. Little Bird, at the time I wrote this song, I had an auntie who was battling cancer. She lost that battle sadly and she was, a you know, a mother of two young daughters and I think that was kind of the inspiration where that song came from and it was kind of you know the bird is really a metaphor um you know for all these emotions we feel in life and it was kind of writing it um, from a place of comfort you know um to anyone going through that kind of hard time in life so that's where the song really really stemmed from there's a very distinctive person's voice <laughs> or distinctive voice from a distinguished person, I should say, uh, on the backing vocal, and that is Casey Chambers. So how did you come to have that recording from Casey? Uh, look, I was so blessed to have Casey do the harmony on that song for me. Um, I would play Little Bird at a few little open mic nights that Bill would do on the Central Coast and Casey obviously would, you know, pop up from time to time and sing a beautiful harmony on the song. So when I recorded it, I was kind of like, I don't know, how can anybody else do that harmony now? So, you know, Casey was kind enough to say yes and, um, you know, she's just wonderful, very encouraging and just, yeah, just such a giving person. Yes, because I, I do remember now, pre-pandemic, there were Chambers family gatherings on the Central Coast. So I suppose that's not happening now, unfortunately. No. No. It's, um, it's, but, but the Central Coast does have a very vibrant music scene, so hopefully there are other things taking place. And, and you as a performer have been in the world since your, like, early teens at least because you were unearthed on Triple J at 14. So by the time you, that happened, how many shows had you done and were you playing around festivals and things like that? Yeah, look, at the time I was, you know, just around that time when I was unopened, you know, I was just doing local kind of little festivals around Newcastle and I used to do some um, little songwriter nights again, you know, open mic nights. That's how I kind of started out with some wonderful people who really encouraged me along. And then, you know, I've done a lot of, you know, the covers, just bread and butter, you know, plugging away in the smoky bars back then. Can you believe it? Not anymore. But, um, you know, smoky pubs, you know, lots of drunk people and, 
you know, that's where I really cut my teeth. And um, it's really nice to come full circle and kind of be really focusing in on um, my original music. It's kind of something that, yeah, I've you know always been wanting to do. But, you know, as I say, life, you know, it just it takes you where it takes you and you just roll along with it. Yeah. When you're playing those sorts of shows, smoky bars as they used to be, but often in those environments, you know, people are talking, they're not paying attention. Is it hard to keep the faith, I guess, with the path you've chosen? Because as a musician, you obviously want to have an audience and an attentive audience. Um, yeah. And I often look around at shows like that and think, pay attention, this person's really good. <laughs> but as the artist, do you just think, okay, well, this is, the, this is the drill, like I need to do this? Or is it, is it a bit hard sometimes? It's, that's a really interesting question because, funnily enough, I become really used to that. So that actually became my comfort zone. So right. now I'm finding, you know, I'm a little bit older now, maybe. I don't know so much if I'm wiser, but, you know, I'm definitely a lot more self-conscious than I was back playing when no one would take notice of me. I actually come to love that. And right. now that I'm doing my own thing and people are paying attention, I'm like, whoa, this is really frightening. So I'm, I'm adjusting to that still. Yeah. So obviously looking ahead to the album launch, you will be thinking about shows to play and, and those sorts of things. Have you started planning all of that? Absolutely. Look, I've I'm, I'm got a um, few album uh, release shows in the pipeline with a few little venues um, nearby, and I'm actually going to be playing a spot at the Hats Off at Tamworth this year. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I'll be there on, uh, I think it's the Thursday. So, yeah, so I've got a, a show uh, there, so at the press bar, and um, really looking forward to that. And, yeah, look, little things will be popping up as I go along too, putting so much energy uh, you know, just into getting everything happening. And, um, and yeah, I did a few little shows leading up to the album uh, release. They were wonderful, played with um, Mick McCartan and Benji Pocock and Sonny Pocock. We did three shows and that was an absolute blast. So hoping to do a few more of those as well. Yeah. And so for anyone who's listening and doesn't know, Hats Off to Country is the mid-year festival in Tamworth taking place in July. And so anyone who doesn't like to go in the heat can come in the cold <laughs> oh it's my kind of festival I much prefer to be at the hats off I actually did the Tamworth in um in April when they did it uh yeah. because you know they couldn't with COVID so uh that was just absolutely superb I really don't miss the heat <laughs> yeah I was there for the April festival I thought you know the days are still warm but the nights are a lot more pleasant than they they often can be yeah yeah absolutely so as you're looking ahead to the release of this album, are you feeling nervous or excited or both? Look, I'm feeling really, just I guess I'm feeling really grateful and really happy that it's um it's out there and I get this opportunity to do this because, um, you know, how wonderful to be able to make music. So I just, yeah, I feel really at peace with it. Um, and, you know, I don't really particularly feel too nervous about uh, the, you know whether people will love it or not like it or I don't know just I'm really happy just to put it out there and um, you know the people who love it are going to love it and you know hopefully some people do, do love it. Well I for one can't wait to hear it because the, the two songs that we have are so good um, so Southern Sky Little Bird are out now for people who want to hear your music we can hear the rest of the album um, soon and Brooke it's been lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com 
or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.